one hopes that uh, there will be a resolution there and the the hubris of politics um, and electioneering and other things that come into play into diplomacy won't uh, won't dominate won't overshadow the actual uh, issue at hand which is to find a common sense agreement to allow these french fishermen to fish in jersey's waters um, uh, in against a criteria which is based on science and against a criteria which is administrated fairly between jersey and french fishermen That was Express reporter Julian Morell, and this is the Bailiwick Podcast with me, James Filial. Yesterday, 60 protesting French fishing boats, two Navy patrol boats, and negotiations shouted across the water in St Helier Harbour. Today, at least in Jersey, all seems quiet. But are we off the hook now in the French fishing crisis, or is the real work to tidy up what has become a major international incident now just beginning? Has Jersey become the loose end which threatens to unravel the never-ending Brexit controversy? Our reporter Julian Morel was out with the French boats yesterday morning, and he joins me now. Julian, just give me a sense of, of what that was actually like being out with the French boats yesterday. What was the atmosphere like, perhaps? Well, it was certainly wet. I would say the atmosphere was actually quite calm. There were a lot of boats. They did come relatively close to the harbour. They didn't actually come into through the pierheads themselves. They were pretty respectful, actually. And despite a couple of local people wanting to perhaps inflame things by firing muskets and banging boats, it uh, it did actually remain quite a calm affair. And uh, that really was was reflected in the about 45 minutes of negotiations that happened between French representatives, fishing representatives and the Jersey government, which was quite a strange affair, but quite a diplomatic affair in uh, in the harbour um, with the French on one boat, uh, the Jersey authorities coming on the Norman Brock, the fisheries patrol vessel, coming alongside and talking over the rails in order to uh, to stay with the COVID restrictions. And the feedback from that was that the discussions were cordial, they were rel- they were friendly, the French weren't particularly happy with that they didn't get exactly what they wanted, but I think the the takeout from that was that uh, official com- well, a, a communications channel was opened between the French fishermen and Jersey that wasn't there before. So if that communication channel can be exploited to both a, to, po- to both parties' advantage, then I think then yesterday wasn't a uh, wasn't just a show of force, and it actually has been an exercise of benefit. Often when you get a major incident like that, communication is what's blamed. People say, oh, it was a communication failure or communication broke down. What's your sense of, of how accurate that phrase is for yesterday? Was it all about communication or were there wider issues? It does seem to have fallen down to communication. At least that's the Jersey argument. They say that uh, because this is a international treaty, it really is... Um, based on the whole Brexit trade agreement between the UK and Europe. This is a very high-level agreement of which Jersey had uh, a number of paragraphs related to it in the other Crown dependencies. They argue that in order to comply with the terms of the agreement, we had to follow the communication channels prescribed in it. And that was Jersey feeds into DEFRA or other channels in London. London speaks to Brussels. Brussels speaks to Paris and then Paris speaks to its regions and eventually, uh, uh, many miles and m- many hours later, a French fisherman in Granville understands what he needs to do. If you put it like that, you can understand that perhaps the messages didn't get across. 
So I know one of the French um, issues was that uh, what they wanted to do was fish the waters their father had fished and their grandfather had fished and, and so on back through the generations. And they didn't appreciate why having a license, a piece of paper from Jersey should change that. So do you think that's going to be able to be resolved with them? How, do, how, do, how does Jersey get that point across that actually things are different now? The world has changed after Brexit. I think the French do need to understand that the the world has changed. You can understand their 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 complaint really when you think that the Bay of Granville has been shared waters for many many years before the Bay of Granville agreement that was signed in 2000 and came in in, in 2004. The areas between the between Jersey and France aside from just around the offshore reefs and the island itself they were, it was common sea. These people, their fathers and grandfathers and great-grandfathers have shared these waters. They really don't see it as a British sea and French sea. They see it as the Bay of Granville, a few miles off their home port. So you can understand that they, uh, their, their livelihoods and, and their, their traditions are be, have been deeply impacted by this, and, and that leads to frustration and anger. Of course, what has happened is is Brexit has come along and uh, the irony being Jersey not being a signatory to it. However, Jersey now has control of its territorial waters and is able to issue licences. And those licences have come with conditions and the French argue that we didn't know anything about these conditions. The EU, incidentally, are saying, well, we're not sure, we don't think these, these conditions are... Um, are correct either and and that's probably moving on to the next phase of this of this of this story um but uh the jersey is steadfast in saying actually we we we've read the tech many many times and so have our lawyers um the terms of 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 what we need to provide in uh, and base these licenses on is on the, the 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 nature and extent of the fishing within our waters we interpret that to be the time and what is caught and therefore, we need that information. Um, so the next phase, as I say, it's, it probably will move out of, of Jersey's hands and, and move to a higher level, possibly between Brussels and London. So let's move into that. The European Commission were quite clear yesterday saying that they thought that the um, conditions underneath these licences had broken the uh, the Brexit agreement effectively. Well, that's obviously a very serious thing for them to say. You know, Brexit is a major international treaty. And in their words at the moment, Jersey has breached that. Now, how serious do you think that might be? And what does Jersey say in response? Well, I think this is possibly Jersey could lay claim in the history books as being the first test case of the trade agreement that was signed hastily, you could argue, um, back in December it was said at the time it was always only going to be a thin a thin agreement the thin end of the wedge because it was had to be done in 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 such a a quick fashion and so you this has really probably been the first nuts and bolts issue the first test of that trade agreement so you could argue it's it's not particularly uh, a surprise that it has come into uh, that a conflict has arisen one thing that the TECA does allow for, the TECA being the trade agreement, is that there is a arbitration process for disputes. And as I say, Jersey could hold the accolade of being the first test case where that arbitration process, where that review process is being tested. Um, Jersey are very clear that they're saying, based on their, this, this nature and extent um, argument, 
that they have implemented the the terms of the tech accurately and fairly uh, if the eu disagree then one expects now that those disagreements will be hammered out in diplomatic fashion over meetings and virtual meetings uh, which jersey may or may not be a party to i think first certainly initially and we uh, they will be and we understand today that jersey is engaged in conversation with the eu um, whether london and others are party that you would expect so so is that what happens next? Yesterday was was uh, was flares and shouting and navy patrol vessels and all that kind of heat and and not much light. Today is maybe more sober but more important negotiations between the two sets of politicians. Well, I think the two could ha- could I think the two could operate in parallel. Locally, the local issues between French fishermen and Jersey. One hopes that the forty-five minute conversation where assurances were given that the Jersey phone would always be open to, uh, to, to, for French fishermen to, to ring and, and pass on any data, explain their history, explain why they may have, their boats may have changed because one recently burnt and they bought a new one. You hope that those practical difficulties will be ironed out um, by a simple explanation between the two sides. And I suppose you should, it raises the question of, of, of why this, this channel wasn't opened initially. And it would be a failing perhaps of the Tekka if it was so stringent that those channels of communication weren't open. But we're, we are where we are and hopefully common sense has prevailed on that. In parallel, of course, you have the, the high level um, diplomacy going on uh, between the parties of the Tekka. Uh, again, as I said, that may be taken out of Jersey's control, or at least their voice won't be quite as loud as it was yesterday. But um, one hopes that uh, there will be a resolution there and the, hub- the hubris of politics um, and electioneering and other things that come into play in dipl- diplomacy won't, uh, won't dominate, won't overshadow the actual uh, issue at hand, which is to find a common sense agreement to allow these French fishermen to fish in Jersey's waters um, uh, in, against a criteria which is based on science and against a criteria which is administrated fairly between Jersey and French fishermen. Julian Morel, thanks very much. That was Express reporter Julian Morel bringing us up to date on the ongoing French fishing crisis. Stay connected with Bailiwick online, on social, on radio and on this podcast and we'll keep you right up to date with how this fascinating story is developing. Thanks for listening to the Bailiwick podcast. You can find all the past episodes under the Listen tab on our website, bailiwickexpress.com and of course in all the usual pod places. The music at the beginning and the end of this podcast is I Shift My Weight by Luno. More next week. (laughs) 